Coming live from Amsterdam, the Netherlands is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we have got Robert Overbeck, founder of the Adaptable Mount Mindset Program. And we talked to him about how real is the fear of missing out? How do we deal with the fear of missing out? Welcome to the show, Robert. Yeah, thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to have you, uh, Robert. So you see, there is always this constant fear of missing out something. So people are connected all the time. They want to be connected so that they don't miss out on anything. And that is where, yeah. you know, people like you, are there to help help people to have a calm mind, how to keep themselves in focus. But first, Robert, I would like to ask you about your adaptable mindset program, and then we'll focus much more, you know, uh, deeply into the question of how to deal with this fear of missing out sort of sure. stuff that's happening, rising day by day. Good. You want me to explain a little bit about the adaptable mindset program? Yes, 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 yeah. please. Okay, yeah, so what we do is uh, we help people to open up their mindsets again, you know, to find new perspectives, to connect to what they find inspiring, to connect to what energizes them, to be able to live more of a yeah, happy, fulfilling life. Because, you know, the thing is, when we go through life with all of the things that happen around us, uh, social media, news, your work, you know, it can really narrow your frame of mind. When you just regularly go through life, it can pigeonhole your thinking. Um, so if you're not actively working on expanding your frame of mind, you're probably actively working on narrowing your frame of mind. That's just how you know, the world is currently set up. So we focus on how to expand our mind, how to create mental space, because our world is really stressful as well. You know, there are always things happening. Everything is always trying to attract our attention. So, um, yeah, so also how to create a calm mind, how to reduce stress, and also how to yeah, update your brain in a sense with new thinking models so that you will, how you act and how you speak into the world is also different and is also more open because that is probably the main goal to be yeah, more open-minded, to be able to see more possibilities and more opportunities. Right, right. But then why do we need adaptability? Isn't isn't the change that is happening in society or everywhere? Earlier on, changes used to happen. People used to say, go with the change. Now also some changes are happening. And then you want them to adapt to change or to have a calm mind. Isn't hyperactivity is the today is today's word? Why do you want to, uh, them to have a calm mind? Yeah, well, I think you, you have to have a calm mind because if you look at data from the United States, you see that uh, people spend four hours and 20 minutes on their phone. So they're completely, almost constantly distracted. And then, then they work as well. So they hardly have any time to yeah, sort of think for themselves. Um, so we've got all of these, yeah, these challenges that, that railroad our thinking. You know, it really distracts us to to things which might not really be relevant for us. So how do you adapt? 
to these kind of situations. You know, you need to be able to create mental space. You need to be able to reduce stress and do these sort of things so you can yeah, more follow your own path and do the things that you want to do in your life. Okay. So, see, uh, Robert, the challenge is today, and that is where our question is that people uh, have to stop themselves from being distracted and focus on the things, but they fear, uh, suppose you are not on a particular platform, then you think you will miss out on something there. Again, if you are not on social media, you may miss out on some important information or post. And then everybody is vying for your attention. So how do you balance? How do you stay ahead in this world, which is so much tech driven? And at the same time, be focused on yourself as a human being to keep your mind calm and focus and live your life the way a human being should do. How do you advise people? What do you advise people in this sort of a backdrop? Yeah, that's such a fantastic question, AJ. Um, so a little bit of background about, about me. So I work in the technology space as well. So I help large organizations with their digital transformation. So I'm at the forefront of technology. Uh, at the same time, I know that if I interact too much with Twitter, Facebook, actually, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on those platforms. I don't even watch mainstream news. So I try to develop my own thoughts because, you know, what everyone is broadcasting towards me that's not necessarily beautiful, deep, valuable thoughts. It's just stuff that people broadcast into the world. So there's a difference between like superficial fluff, things that just want to grab your attention uh, so that they can get a few more clicks and so that they can get a few hits from advertisement. And th there's a difference between that and, and focusing on things that truly inspire you truly push the envelope and that expand your frame of mind so there's a difference in what you consume and i think you should be aware what really contributes to um, to your well-being and to your um, ability to develop different perspectives and what is just noise and what is just trying to grab your attention right so let's take it today's time person 25 years old 30 years old mm -hmm. is into a job or looking for a job has to be connected with professional as well as you know personal people mm -hmm. now there is so much of information overload how do you keep your sanity and that is where the you know the term that is very modern fear of missing out como as they mm -hmm. call it mm -hmm. how do they balance it how do you yeah. what do you suggest with the knowledge that you share with your clients, with the people that you deal with. How does mm -hmm. a 25-year, 30-year-old person benefit out of, of your knowledge base? Yeah, the, the interesting thing is you see from uh, people who have uh, achieved beautiful things, um, highly scientific discoveries, new technological developments like the, the founding fathers of artificial intelligence, the people who... Um, uh, invented antibiotics, you know, they all have a, a space where they play, where they explore. Uh, Einstein, for an example, he um, went sailing for four hours straight. You know, all of these people create space. And in our current day society, there is hardly any space. So you are being lived by your Facebook, by your Instagram. That is taking over your life. 
Um, so it might be wise to think of, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish in life? And what things do I need, um, you know, to, to get on that path? And does Instagram contribute to that? Or is it just like a superficial thing? But of course, the pool of all of this technology is very, very strong. You know, it is made, it is made to make you um, addicted. So what I advise people is to at least when you wake up, waking up starts in the evening, evening actually. So put your phone in flight mode in the evening. When you wake up, don't start reading messages from your friends or from other people because these are already outside information. First, you need to process what, what you did during the evening, process your dreams, process a little bit of the day, and then start doing the things that you want to do. You know, um, maybe create like a list of things that you that you want to do. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you want to connect to nature. Maybe you want to um, look at art, you know, things that really nurture and nourish the soul. Um, and if you do more of that, you will get more of an open mind. You will be more able to find different perspectives. And if you go more into the technology aspect, if you do that too often, you know, it will it will. Yeah, it will distract you, but also it will almost feels like um, you're out of breath, right? Like after you went for a long run, it's like your your breath is superficial and your thoughts are superficial as well. So yeah, you need to create, you need to be able to create space for for big ideas. And what we also hear, hear from organizations is that uh, few people have critical thinking skills. So few people can think for themselves. That is a large issue. But that is also due to our social media consumption and how our media and technology works. You know, because we don't think for ourselves anymore. We are just dragged into our filter bubbles and then we do more of the same. So we, we hardly ever challenge like the status quo or the things that we see because yeah, it's just so superficial. Right. Right, Robert. So the first thing I get is that one must try to create space for themselves in their minds, in their daily lives for whatever they want to do. And mm -hmm. they should not rush to the phone, especially when they, uh, when they wake up in the morning. That should not be the first thing. What else? This is what people keep on listening. It's difficult also. Yeah. It's the lure of those mediums, you know, especially mm -hmm. social media. But yeah. It, perhaps some people will be able to do this for some time, maybe 15 minutes, mm -hmm. 20 minutes, or maybe a couple of hours. Sometimes I've mm -hmm. also succeeded for a couple of hours, but many a times you just want to see what has happened overnight. Yeah. But what else can one do? Can you think of a few other points that people can keep in mind? Some tips people can just keep in mind and then make their life better, more focused and remove the fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing is when you sort of let go of the, you just try it for a while, you know, the fear of just try to miss out and see what happens. So I had, to, had the same thing in the beginning. So people were saying things to me on Facebook, but it wasn't on Facebook anymore. Yeah. You miss out on a few things, but you will also have more happiness, be more connected to your friends, have, have more real conversations. You know, you live life more instead of that you, help Facebook become bigger and help their shareholder value. Um, so what you can also do is just start turning off your notifications, you know, so that when you get a message that it just doesn't pop up in your screen and that you are instantly distracted, 
because you will you will make confetti of your brain and confetti of your time but you need i think you need more space and then and also you contemplate on what your goals are you know and what you want to do and yeah discuss with yourself is the, if the things that you're doing if they contribute to that and if not then yeah most likely you need to seek inwards but also seek into the world you know how you can serve the world how you can help the world and how you can step into that role otherwise right. man, your life might be over before you know it you know if you could even get hit by a bus and then what have you done the last couple of days scrolled on instagram come on you know life is right. so much more i love the you know point that you said try to miss out i don't think even that is missing out you are gaining gaining out of that isn't it actually yeah. you miss out on something if something is happening nothing is happening actually and you still have mm -hmm. that fear that you are going to miss it out so yeah. that's a very nice point you know uh i i sometimes have felt that if i don't pick up a call which i many times don't then maybe mm -hmm. i'll just make, miss out on a call for somebody calling me and trying to hand me a hundred million dollars but no no such <laughs> phone call has ever come yeah. forget about hundred million dollar forget about one million dollar not yeah. even a hundred dollars uh robert so mm -hmm. i i get your point and i i'm sure people will keep in their minds that you know to miss out is okay isn't yeah. it yeah yeah actually my phone i can't be called like everything is on silent and i and i work with like these high profile clients but now, when I tell them why I do it, because I want to focus on deep work, you know, I want to create high quality content. So I can't just be constantly disturbed. Uh, and we also know, actually, if you're able to focus more and connect to what you find meaningful in your work, you can become 500% more effective because you can get into flow states. That's research by McKinsey. They did that for 10 years with a large group of executives. So, you know, all of the data, all of the insights show us that we need to have space, that we need to have uh, like uh, undisturbed time. <laughs> Yet everyone, but it's also, uh, we also go towards our phone because it's a habit. So you should also try to overwrite your habit with a different habit. That also helps. And also we grab our phone when we are bored, for an example. But you know, boredom is a beautiful thing to have because when you're bored, your your subconscious brain can can come up with new ideas and can come come up with new solutions. And uh, we sort of lost that that gift that nature and the universe gave us. So, will you have a calm mind once you create space for yourself, and when you try to miss out? Uh, I think you can also do other things. And I um, I look at this on uh, on like a scale. Uh, and, and if the scale sits from 1 to 100, then I think if you are like 30% agitated, then it's very beneficial to do some meditation, breathing exercises. Uh, if you are at 40, 50%, maybe you should go for like a 30-minute walk, like three zero thirty 30-minute walk. Uh, if you're really agitated and you maybe should go for a run or should do kickboxing, you know, so there's depending on where you sit at the scale of that, you feel like life is too much for you, then often getting the body moving is a very good idea. 
uh, and also, so, but you know what works for you, right? So everyone who is listening knows how they feel after a specific workout. And you, you, you just feel like the, the burden and the stress falling away from you uh, when, when you do such a workout or when you're done. It's just a matter of making it part of your habit. You know, your habit should be like three to four times a week a workout because you need a mental space. You need to reduce stress because the world is very stressful. So, yeah, you, you need to take care on all aspects. So on inspiration, on mental space, but also on the mind and body. Right, right. And so how do you develop mental flexibility? Is that Are these the ways you can develop mental flexibility? Is that yeah. what you focus on or is there something more to it? 100% no, th these are a few things. So we connect to all the things in life that make life wonderful. So art, poetry, design, games, it can be whatever you want, you know, what, whatever you are naturally uh, attracted to, whatever draws your curiosity and keep on exploring that, keep on pulling on that thread and never stop in your life unless you're just bored with it. Um, because what I see in, in society is that people start with something that they love or like, but then when they do one or two experiments in that domain and they fail, that they stop, you know, and that when you do that, when you do that often enough, you don't, you're not really connected anymore to what gives you energy, you know, what, what expands your mind. So that is also one thing that, yeah, I felt like I, um, I had to share. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then we also have how you approach the world. So we have specific mental models. So most people, when change happens, they will say, yeah, it will never happen. Like artificial intelligence will never take over my job. Um, but you, So you could take that approach, but you could also just use a different vocabulary and say things like, hey, let's try it on for size. Let's see how would the world look like if that would happen? How would it impact me? How would it, would it impact my family? Just to have these more of these thought experiments and use more words like, how might we? How might we, you know, these kind of phrases, they open up the world more and allow your mind to find possibilities instead of yeah, just cutting things off at the root and saying that it will never happen. Um, so, that is also what we invite people to do. In a sense, you're brainwashing yourself, right? You're just using different vocabulary and the words that you speak out in, into the world, you know, that creates your reality as well. So you need to be conscious of that. Right. Right, Robert. See, uh, if I understand you have applied this, you know, this adaptable mindset program in more than, uh, uh, more than 300 companies, you know, first Fortune 500 companies, uh, top companies. Now, how do you how do you tell them to balance out? These are big companies, you know, mm -hmm. and you tell their employees in front of their bosses to have a calm mind and to mm -hmm. go take a walk. Actually telling them that yeah. <laughs> telling them to tell their boss, you go and take a walk. Yeah. <laughs> so how does yeah. it, why do they call you? But, why do they feel the need? You know, and how companies so evolved in your part of the world mm -hmm. and which yeah. is not happening in other parts of the world you know mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, what what we see um across the board at many different organizations is that people 
have lost their creativity, have lost their energy. Like this, these two years of lockdown uh, did not really help. Uh, also, we see that at universities, like 24% of students uh, occasionally have the thought that they would not like to wake up. So they would not mind being dead. So one in four people. And when you look at organizations, only 20% of people are engaged with their work. So imagine trying to do something new, trying to make change happen, creating a new product, doing anything. But 80% of the people, you know, they don't give a shit, you know. So you need to engage people. And especially in this world where everything is so demanding, um, you need to take space for that. You need to take care of yourself. And if we look, for an example, at uh, Sundar Pichai, you know, the CEO from Google, he takes time for walks. He takes time to read. He takes time to do nothing. Same with Steve Jobs. So everyone who is smart and bright, Elon Musk as well, all inventors, all creatives, all artists take time for those kind of things. Yet we are all asked to work like, yeah, almost like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but like factory workers. And we're just chugging away at things, and but we're burning ourselves up. And speaking of factory workers, for example, Michelin, also, you know, the tire manufacturer, yeah, they also took this different approach where people could um, come up with their own targets, created more autonomy. People could say when they were going to work and when they were not going to work. So you, you do see that um, this type of change is slowly but gradually um happening or working yes and people deserve to have a good life you know a good mindset and and it's yeah. it's nice to see that companies that you have you know tried to in, uh, inculcate your program into their into those companies where they have called you for you know to to talk to their employees and all that's a welcome mm -hmm. sign and i'm sure bit by bit more companies understand this the necessity of uh, making sure that uh, their employees are happy and do have a life which is much more closer to being human and rather than just use you uh, being connected all the time but yeah. tell me tell me uh, robert how did you you are a tech person mostly and you also at the same time have developed a program which is telling people to also go have a life now how did this happen how did you come to this and i'm very i'm very happy to see this you know that a tech there is a tech person who is telling others to have a break from tech so that you can use tech for the betterment of people and the world and in a better sense actually what tech was designed for i will come to the international you are an international speaker you have you know uh, spoken at so many places but first this part of uh, of your you know journey as to mm -hmm. how you have how you have realized this importance and when did you realize and how did it all start yeah so um i do have to say that i also have an art background and a design background so i always combined art design and technology in my life and that always helped me to yeah, get these different perspectives and made me valuable as well for other companies. So already when I was quite young, after the art academy, people started knocking on my door that they yeah, they needed design, they needed a different perspective. And in these larger organizations, 
almost everyone thought the same. You know, they're very homogeneous groups with little critical thinking, little creativity. And what I actually saw when I started to work with these organizations that almost everyone is unhappy. And there's just so little ability to, to evolve and people are so stuck in their positions. And I saw that, like I said before, at these universities as well, that across the board, people are so unhappy. So I was like, dude, this is not, a, a, you know, this is not a beautiful life. Uh, you know, how do we connect to meaning? If you want people to change, then, you know, ask them how to create the right environment for them, where they can flourish, where they can evolve, where they can learn on their own. Ask them what they want to do. You know, and all of these things seem very logical to me. You know, just go to the root cause of issues and then solve solve them there instead of solving the symptoms, because that's what we, what we normally do. Um, and then, yeah, I just started... Um, experimenting. I took on a partnership with the University of Applied Sciences in Amsterdam. We created like a program and we had like a couple of thousand people go through the online program and we started to learn, you know, what works, what helps people to calm down, what helps people to open up their mind. And then we started to go to organizations and then we started to learn, you know, how to better integrate it in, in these organizations. And it just yeah, following your intuition, uh, looking at the, at what the world needs, and then just yeah, going forward, going forward, iterating, 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 and yeah, using sort of all of the knowledge which is readily available, and start applying that. Do tell us about that photograph thing. You know, photographs and computer games, and initially mm -hmm. people thought that it was sort of a silly thing. Yeah. You tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so when I was at the Art Academy, I started taking photographs in computer games. And um, yeah, almost everyone thought that was pretty silly. Even what at the is Art it? Academy. What is it? Sorry to interrupt you, but what is it taking photographs in computer games? Yeah, so um, imagine games like uh, Half-Life 2, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto 5, you know, first-person shooter games or games where you can roam around. And I had the idea that these games, this was in 2007, by the way. So it was a very long while ago. And I thought, hey, these places are actually pretty cool. So why don't I just take screenshots, photographs in these games and I uh, exhibit them and... Um, because I, I saw them sort of as like a new public space. And then a, lo a lot of people thought I was crazy, even at the Art Academy. Uh, but then I think like, because I kept going on with the project, you know, I kept evolving, I kept iterating. And after a few years, I started to create more beautiful work. Like in the beginning, the work was shit, was really bad. But, you know, first you need to make the shitty stuff before you can make the more beautiful stuff. And then I think... Um, five years later, my work got picked up uh, by the media, uh, got the interview on the BBC, and then uh, it got picked up by museums all around the world. And yeah, they started to fly me in to all of these different continents from, from South Korea to Berlin to so. And, and that had to do with following your curiosity and just sticking with it even if a lot of people around you don't understand it yet. And then keep on evolving, keep on iterating. And that I think that is these lessons we also apply in the Adaptable Mindset Method. You know, we find what inspires you, what works for you, and then 
how you can keep on building on that so you can create your own your own path in life i think that's important that more people should do what they are passionate about because then we will get higher creative and higher innovative output right right that's that's wonderful you know more people should uh, you know stick to what makes them curious and try to do something that makes them happy now my last question to you robert is you know you are a sought out international speaker you have spoken at mit the european commission and you speak to them about you know how to positively use technology for the betterment of people and and the world what do you mean by this what do you tell them there and do yeah. share some of it here please yeah so uh, one of the things that we spoke about at uh, MIT, for example, but also at the European Commission. Um, so we did a lot of research on virtual reality. And this was already, I think, maybe like eight years ago, we started doing that for multiple years. Um, because virtual reality is, of course, very um, engaging. It's very immersive. You know, it feels, it can feel like it's real. and. You can also use it to distract people uh, from when they are ill from pain. So we created a lot of experiences which helped therapeutic treatments with helped um, caring for wounds and changing bandages. When you put up, uh, put on such a virtual reality headset, we saw a decrease in pain of 60 to 70%. So you don't need painkillers, you don't need opioids and you won't get addicted to these kind of things. So there are all of these beautiful things that we can do with technology instead of just distracting right. us. Right. Um, right. And, and in many, many different domains, there are these possibilities. There's also this game which helps kids to reduce the effects of ADHD just by playing a game because you get more focused, you get more calm. And yeah, I think these kind of things are beautiful. We should try to shed more light on how we can um, heal ourselves, make ourselves better. It's it's like digital medicine. And that's also what the Adaptal Mindset Program is. You know, it's, we are brainwashing ourselves with different perspectives and we can do that through these digital means. And you can, like I said, you can choose your own path in such a thing because it is digital. And that is also unique when it comes to a learning experience because most learning experience, especially in a classroom, you know, it's just broadcasting to everyone the same message. But I think like learning and your development should be way more personalized and focused on what your needs are, and what you want to develop. Right, Robert. Well said. Digital medicine. I like that term. You know, mm -hmm. I'll use it and use yeah, it in the, in the description also, description of YouTube. But this is a nice uh, how te uh, good technology uh, or you can the better good use of a technology you can actually uh, make yeah. lives better make the world a better place yeah uh, i have a few more um if, if i may add so on our on our website we also have a few tools which help you with writing if you want to write like a text there's like this ai that can be like your sparring partner Okay. Um, there are tools which can help you for video editing, um, okay. which makes video editing easier. So there are all of these beautiful things that you can yeah, start applying today to 
really speed up your own business. Or if you want to build an app, you know, you don't need to be a developer anymore. You can also use like new no-code tooling. And yeah, I think especially for the listeners who have an idea to start a company, build a website or these kind of things that a lot of it is really easy now to do. And if you just know about what technology is available, then yeah, in a, in a few days or in a few weeks, you can already have like a company or a prototype ready. And so there are a lot of yeah, empowering technology. So you don't need entire organizations anymore, but you can almost do it yeah, by yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, your advice, uh, Robert, to create sp space for yourself. And you know, there is no harm in missing out. In fact, missing out is a good thing many yeah. a times in today's world. 100%. Yeah, you, you need to be able to develop your own thoughts and create space for what you want to do. Uh, yeah, or stick with the old thing. If that was working for you, then please keep on doing that. Right. 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 I, I take these three things with, uh, with me, and I'm sure a lot of people will take it with them, is to create space for yourself, uh, to give some space to your mind so that it can come out with good things and miss out. It does not matter. You you matter to yourself and the digital medicine part. Good technology technology can be also used in good things. With this, you know, on this note, Robert, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very Thank much you. indeed.